everybody and welcome to this week's podcast of Who Got In The Early Years. My name's Kimberly, and I'm founder of Casey Consultancy, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training and inspiration. With all the work that we try to do, we're all about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your self-care and well-being. So hello! On today's podcast, we're going to be having a look at a chapter from my book, Huga in the Early Years. And this chapter is all about love-based leadership. So if you're leading in your setting at the moment, doesn't matter what level of leadership you're at, what tier, this podcast is for you because it's going to talk to you about why love-based leadership is important and some thoughts and strategies that you can put into place in your everyday practice to make sure that you're creating a calmer and happier working environment. Okay, let's get going. So, chapter three, love-based leadership. As a leader, either of a school, nursery, foundation stage, class or home environment, it's important that you lead by example. In Finland, there is a concept of leadership whereby one leads their team by focusing on their team's strengths and prioritises their well-being. Kindness is given priority too and it turns a traditional leadership model on its head with all stakeholders seen as being equal and jobs like writing action plans are developed by the whole team and discussed before they're put into place. So here are some of the thoughts that we have on valuing well-being and hygge. So tip number one, invest in specialist coaching and support for your team, which may include conducting a strength profile on the members of the team that you work with. Researchers found that when we use our strengths, we perform at our very best and in turn we're happier in our work. This also allows us to become more aware of our weaknesses and areas to develop upon, which allows us to understand how to avoid these and how to take steps to make sure we're more successful and happier in the work that we do. Tip number two. Leaders can provide staff with the tools to manage well-being at work. This can include leaders organising classes like meditation and yoga during work hours. Tip number three, providing meaningful opportunities for social interaction by maybe having things like a staffed craft evening or going for a local walk. It helps your team to bond and build up relationships between one another. Tip number four, promote physical exercise and healthy well-being. Have opportunities for staff to look after themselves by having things like a water fountain, healthy snacks on offer before a staff meeting, making sure that before your meeting starts, staff have the chance to grab a hot drink or a glass of water after a very busy day at work. Tip number five, why not start your meetings or your days together as a group by investing in some meditation? 
The Headspace app is brilliant for using this to collect a few moments with your team where you switch off and you focus on yourselves. This can be a few moments of quietness before your children come in. And it doesn't have to take a long time. You could invest in meditation for three minutes a day, or you might do up to 15 minutes or 30 minutes, however it fits into your day best. Tip number six. In Scandinavia, there are thoughts that if you're working really long hours, you're actually not very good at your job. You're not very efficient in the way you organise yourself. So instead, work shorter but more productive days. And don't stay at work till 6pm every night doing your paperwork. But instead, leave the office in good time or leave your school in good time and get home and invest in family time. Okay, and next tip. Allow your staff to carry out responsive or in the moment or slowed down planning, whatever you want to call it. Because this is going to save up and free lots of time that can often be wasted when we're planning days or weeks in advance. Okay, and the last tip that we've got shared in our love-based leadership chapter is to spend time in nursery and reception, working with the children without it being a formal lesson observation. So make time to tell the staff in your room something positive in a non-formal way. For example, I really like the way that you've created your small cosy reading nook. It helps to build up trust between yourself and your team members. So remember that everything we do in early years must be for the benefit of the child. And if it doesn't have that direct impact, then it's irrelevant and we don't want to be spending our time doing it. Mm -hmm.